What is going on, FTI community? It is the K-A-P-A-A-M-A-T-T, and welcome back to yet another session of the In Your Studio podcast. And of course, like every other session, joining me is my wonderful co-host, Will. How are you doing today? I am doing great today. How are you doing, Matt? Honestly, we took a break last week, and I'm still trying to catch up from taking a week off. I feel like when you take a week off on the FTI calendar, you're honestly taking like a month off because so many people are creating so many things with so many release dates that just pass us by. So like as a community hub, I always want to be like be there for when they release something. But when you take a week off, you miss like so many visual artists sharing new pieces. You miss the announcements of albums. Uh, Bittersweet by Mindy and Clovers just came out last June 2nd. Uh, So there was that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So as I mentioned, like so much stuff goes down. Other than that, I'm doing pretty darn good myself. Uh, I'm really happy that we were able to get the Nathan 709 in for a session on the first season of the podcast. Yeah, um, it's a good one. Because it's a great one. Besides, and I never like pointing out things that I know I want to improve on the back end. Besides sounding like I was in a microwave for the entire session (laughs) because I had my microphone set up wrong. It is one terrific session as the nine before it. Uh, Nathan has been a part of the FTI community for just about two and a half years now. Uh, you get to honestly hear he knows the exact minute he joined FTI. <laughs> like, that was crazy. Like, he was like, yeah, I believe it was like April some odd. And I was just like, oh, my God, I remember the season. You remember the exact date. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. We talked about Skylanders, which oh, is yeah. something I never thought we would talk about. <laughs> uh, we talked about how he was able to be um, inspired by a creator by the name of Alex CND, and then how Alex CND was inspired by Nathan to continue. But mm-hmm. I am giving way too many spoilers for a conversation. Yeah, you gotta go watch it. Everybody, I, you gotta, you gotta listen. listen. You gotta listen. But speaking of listening to the Inner Studio podcast, Will. Who did we have on on the last session? On the last session, we had Emerson Corleone. Um, we went through a few different topics with him. Um, big ones, obviously, music. It was actually quite, quite a joyful experience to kind of go through and um, get to know his knowledge on music. I mean, like, just like in general, not just independent artists, but just music in general. It's kind of crazy. Just kind of being able to being able to learn all that. Um, and we also got to kind of touch on his love for his like personal hobbies, like collecting vinyls and retro video games, which is always super, super cool. So, yeah, um, it's very, very interesting stuff. So definitely worth going back and listening to it if you haven't already. From that, this week's creator of the week is someone who is very, very, very familiar with Emerson Corleone. Our creator of the week has put Emerson Corleone on the stage at Harmony Lunch in Waterloo, Ontario. They are both music artists themselves but the main one i want to talk about right now is palm reader he is an engineer he is a producer he has hit after hit whether you know him as palm reader or anxiety weekend if you like that more hardcore rap like that like deep cut rap or you like that bedroom pop edm kind of sound palm reader joseph daniel he creates both you can stream him on all platforms available and who knows when the cemetery opens its doors again for live venues, I'm not live venues, sorry, live shows, we could even all go catch a cemetery sound show in Waterloo, in Toronto, in Guelph, anywhere it happens, I'll be in attendance. And from catching Palmer to perform live, let's go into the audience of the Nathan 709 as we go into his in your studio session. FTI community joining us is the extraordinary content creator who entertains audiences everywhere with his spectacular in-depth video essays, unboxing, reviews and honestly it's just his flawless presentation makes his community want to come back for every single video he is someone that we credit uh so much for fti uh, expanding our community into so many communities whether it be j matthew ld n10 and so many more fti community please help us in welcoming the nathan 709 to the indie studio podcast how are you doing today hey it's good to be here doing good good to hear good to hear i really enjoy how fast this all came together I would say within a week of this uh, this session going on, we didn't know it was planned about a week and yeah. a half ago. So That's to know fun. we all of our schedules lined up so well, man. Thank yeah. you for being here once again. Uh, from your first published video on YouTube covering Lego stop motion, and then we travel to the present day with the spaceship that brought us to the Purple Planet and everywhere in between. 
your eight plus year YouTube career has evolved with so many avenues of content. With everything you create, you offer a stellar experience every time you release a new project. But for those in the FTI community who are unfamiliar with you, who is the Nate 3709? First of all, you went deep into my channel there. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that at all. That was, that was a pleasant surprise. Um, who am I? That's a hard question to answer. But um, I like to see myself as just a creative individual who just wants to share his passions with everyone through uh, content creation, which is something I've, again, like you said, through eight years, I've been, I've been like working on this channel and so much has evolved in those eight years. I've, I've went from plush videos to just random vlogs and stuff to just now these like video essay review style videos, which are a lot of fun to do. Um, but no, it's just something I've been passionate about. So it's just a part of me. And I, that that's just, it, that's just who I am. This, this big, just, um nerd i guess uh for this for this stuff and um yeah i just like to share that to the world kind of wanted to start by just kind of touching on where you kind of what started you to kind of pursue this career though what kind of made you want to get into youtube basically like you're now part of like this like realm of content creators in which you're i from what i was taking a look at like through your channel and stuff you were with all these like other video game content creators you kind of have a part in um and it's kind of interesting to kind of look back and see like where you started and who inspired you to kind of start um, like basically who kind of or what kind of made you start wanting to make YouTube videos. Uh, well, I've always been watching YouTube uh, for as long as I can remember. I was very young when I uh, found out about it uh, from like my dad, like showing me just random like music videos and stuff <laughs> on the on the website. Um, but I've always been like interested in YouTube and I, I i started watching nintendo videos eventually um which that's i think mainly what i've watched on youtube back in the that's when i when i started watching youtube i mainly watched nintendo videos and they were a huge had a huge impact on me i kind of i didn't i i don't i don't necessarily have like inspiration i guess i just my my, my friend uh, um uh tng he um he i think we were like in a, like an art club together in like school and um he was showing me that he told me he had this youtube channel and, and i checked it out and oh this uh, i thought it was pretty cool and like i wanted to do it <laughs> really bad yeah um so i think i made that lego stop motion video around like it was like 2013 i believe i made that and uploaded it on the, actually <laughs> a, a, diff, a different channel at first the, the the upload on my main channel is like from a year later like in 2014 uh, this was it was made like 2013 okay. yeah um but uh but even before that like i even I posted some videos on like my like secondary channel. Um, some like just old clips of me as like a seven year old, just like pretending I had a YouTube channel. I would do that a lot. I would pick up my parents' camera and just like pretend I had this YouTube channel and make these yeah. videos to, and just for me to watch back myself and just feel proud of them, uh, which is kind of where, so, so I've always had this kind of passion for um, filming myself <laughs> do this stuff. Yeah. Um, but eventually, yeah, I, um, I uploaded that Lego video. Um, actually, before that, um, <laughs> that uh, the, this is video of me singing Dynamite by Tayo Cruz that was uploaded <laughs> on that channel um, <laughs> in like 2011, I, mm -hmm. um, which has become a big joke on the channel um, mm -hmm. over the past number of years. Um, but that was uploaded. I think my mom's friend, like at her work, made this account for her and like uploaded it or something. I don't know how what fully happened there but it was up and it, i thought it was super cool seeing myself on youtube i thought that was just yeah because i i've been watching i was watching at that point watching it like for a while and i just seeing myself on the on the website was just really really cool to see oh yeah so uh after that then i made the stop motion video and then um about a year later i sat down and wanted to create an, an actual channel for myself so I um the the name of the channel that my my mom had was called Rochelle seven oh nine. So nice. I was like I kinda <laughs> I, I, I kinda wanna stick with that. So I went and typed I think my dad had my dad there and we I typed Nathan seven oh nine and it was taken because I think I changed the name of a channel or something to it. So it was just taken, <laughs> okay. I had no idea. So in the, one of the, one of the suggestions was the Nathan seven oh nine. So I'm like it's it's not that far Let's off. So why not? <laughs> yeah, so we rolled with it and I created the channel. It was September 22nd, 2014, just at 10 years old. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, and, um, almost nine years old. Yeah, it's uh next year's the twentieth. Uh, no, tenth. <laughs> I'm turning twenty. That that that's why I got confused. Um, but um, yeah, no. So that's where it all started. That was kind of and and over the years I've had so many inspirations, just evolving content. Like my my again, my friend TNG made plush videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, back back then as well. So I kind of wanted to start my own. And I grew up watching those types of videos anyways. There's a channel called Keep Mario Bros that I used to watch all the time. And they're really funny. And they're a big inspiration for those as well. Um, but over the years, I've had uh, many just inspirations. Like uh, Alex CND is a big, was a big influence for me. He's a, he's a, one of the, one of them, I think he was, he was my favorite YouTuber at one point. He was just this big inspiration. It actually helped me like just kind of, not feel like embarrassed by yeah a lot of this stuff i like collecting and stuff and i don't think i don't think i would be here like making these types of videos with this game room and like everything if it wasn't for him so that's probably one of the biggest inspirations for me um um but besides that i scott the waz once i found out about him he was a huge huge inspiration i loved his kind of style and his kind of humor a lot and it really connected with me um, so I try to put my own spin on that kind of kind of style a bit of like review where it's like skit based and like, <laughs> but still like about a video game, but like Purple Planet Dora game, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like just try to put my own spin on it and stuff. But um, yeah, it's really it. I, uh, I would say two things. The first one there, like I, I relate to that so much. Like when you're a kid, like nine or 10 years old and you, you see your face on a platform you watch every day being youtube like oh yeah no matter what you watch you for some reason think everybody on youtube you're like oh my god look they're on youtube i want to be on youtube and then you see your face on that side you're like oh my god i could get used to this like it almost becomes like something you want to continuously chase let alone 10 years later youtube is probably the biggest video platform out there um so Mm -hmm. to know so to know it began with just kind of like uh being uploaded not doing anything you're doing compared to today but you kind of like chase that love instead of being like inspired to pick up a camera it's kind of like the love for and seeing yourself on it and the people you watch um and then in our notes here as well i would say being a part of the video game avenue of youtube is so awesome nowadays you've already mentioned a few names but like scott the waz etica alex cnd arlo yeah. they've inspired creators such as yourself to pick up a camera and download the editing software but yeah. when someone is first discovering your channel and they leave a comment on your video like oh you remind me of this or oh this video reminded me of this who do you find yourself being kind of like compared to that people like make that one-on-one connection to follow your career afterwards i get scott the walls all the time <laughs> not only because the style <laughs> but yeah. how i look i am a white guy with brown hair and glasses the most generic you sound like someone i know yeah <laughs> the most generic look for a content creator <laughs> so i get scott the walls all the time even even like recently um my friend cj destroya made me a new uh intro uh for my videos, yes. an, an animated yeah. intro mm-hmm. uh which by the, turned out amazing i i that, i've known that guy for it's seven awesome. years he's a really good friend of mine just a big plug for him there too he is amazing um he um he uploaded the intro on Twitter, and the way he draws me is just the way he draws me and Scott are like the identical, <laughs> barely like it's the almost the exact same. <laughs> so I I would get I, every time someone would reply to this tweet, I'd get a notification, um and I've seen like so many being like, oh new Scott the Waz intro, no way, like <laughs> or like this I thought this was Scott and like you know so that's just it's still happening even like i just came back basically after a little bit of a hiatus and still it's still happening like i haven't made a video been able to make a video like a scripted one like that in like over a year but it's still even look wise it's just it just happens all the time the resemblance is uncanny yeah um like being compared to someone such as scott the waz we can only imagine that's a really great compliment because of the connections people are able to make, whether it's replying to a tweet 
seeing one of your videos although there is also that feeling of wanting to stand out as yourself i would imagine as well yeah um what is it, your perspective on like comparison compliment do you feel that it creates a box or do you view it more so as like recognition for the amazing work you create i see it as recognition like a bit like, oh this guy reminds me of you kind of remind me of this guy and this guy's really really cool really good and like it just reminds me of that kind of style i, I kind of like it but also at the same time it's like trying to be myself a bit too <laughs> and um it's not like i'm like up, upset that they're saying that at all and like the comparison like i get it i totally understand the comparison like i would if i seen myself i would also say that like so it's, it doesn't really bug me a whole lot have you kind of ever had like someone reach out to you and go like hey you're actually the reason why i'm creating because i saw this video and your mm. your video presentation kind of said like I want to apply what the Nathan 709 does to my videos and work off that. I've, I've gotten a few, I think, um, over the past number of years. I've only gotten, gotten people like messaging me or saying something like, oh, wow, that video really inspired me. I really, really like that. Like, I think I made a Super Mario video about Super Mario Galaxy and like a little bit after I got this DM from someone saying how they just like, they love the video so much and how like it really made their day and like that. Is that's kind of a reason why I like doing this as well, because like just so I can make someone's day better by like just talking about whatever I want to talk about. Yeah. That that means that makes my day um, as well. So I've definitely gotten like a lot of like a, a few comments that really really um and actually back to Alex C and D. Um, that's actually another comparison I got a lot. Uh, a couple years, like number of years ago, was like Alex C and D, like the style of videos I, I kind of made a bit remind. I got that comparison too, just not definitely looks wise, just like the the I guess the vibe I was giving off and like the style of video I was making reminded reminded uh, people of him. But um, um, with, with him, he was like on a hiatus for like a long time, and I was I think I was at like nine, I was almost at a thousand subscribers. Like I was, I was like 922 and I decided to stream. Like I was out of town for a couple of days. I decided to stream and um, I think it was like Mario 64 speed runs or something. Like I, I, was, try, I was trying to, yeah. I was trying to stream that a bit because I, I, I was doing that with my friends that like summer and I wanted to try it on stream. I thought it'd be kind of interesting. So I, um, and I, me and Alex have like known each other for a bit. Like we, we've talked before, like before this, we talked before and he knew, he knew who I like very well who I was. So I, I was just streaming like randomly. Not a lot of people were in there, just kind of a late, like just random day in like August or whatever. And then he pops in the stream out of oh, nowhere cool. after being like nowhere online for so long. <laughs> and it was just kind of crazy. It was cool catching up with him and just knowing he was all right. And yeah, um, of and we just kind of went down this like nostalgia road trip for like half. I just, I just stopped playing the game. I just like, yeah. you know, didn't care about the run. I could have lost. It, it, whatever um i uh we just kind of went back just everyone in the chat is just talking this nostalgic how this about like the nintendo community and like everything and like next thing you know i see this like the, the viewers go just up a lot and people are telling me like hey he like tweeted he like promoted your your stream and like his server he like at everyone and like everything so I, so the, it just, the, the viewers start going up. I, I remember I, I, it maybe peaked at like 50, 60. I forget. Oh it was God. like, okay. it was a lot. I was like, oh dude, what's going on? And then the subs started <laughs> going up. Do? Yeah. The subs started going up like a lot. And I was like, holy crap, this is not happening tonight. This is, this can't, I was at like 922. <laughs> this can't happen. Tonight. And then it happened tonight. It happened that night. Hit a thousand on stream. Wow. Um, oh my God. Let's and it was, go. and it was, there's actually a video highlight of it my friend uh, the goldsmith he made a he made a video highlight of the stream which is you can just see the excitement in like the <laughs> chat and like it, i i didn't know what to do like I, it was just out of nowhere Yo. and yeah and and the thing that kind of connects to the inspiration thing is that like like i said alex cnd he was a huge inspiration for me um over the years like, I think I've watched him since I was like like eight or nine, like that young. Him coming back, and then he was he was saying a lot during that, like this this is inspiring me right now. This is inspiring me to come back and stuff. And oh, it was yeah. just kind of like this full circle moment where he inspired me, and then I inspired him because a month later he he came back, and then we were talking afterward, and he was like, "Dude, that stream like made me want to come back." And I was, uh, yes, man, that yeah, was like, hell yeah, 
the craziest moment of my life. It was, again, it's just like a full circle kind of moment. The, the person who inspired me for all this, I inspired as well. That's actually so like, crazy. That, that was probably the biggest moment of like inspiration for me. And like actually like building like that friendship behind the camera because it's a, it's a mutual love for not only Nintendo, but for like creating an enjoyable environment. Like you were speedrunning Mario 64. Yeah. And as we mentioned, like way back when with the conversation with Joe Ash, um, Mario 64 is typically one of the first games that someone would pick up and speedrun. So to mm-hmm. not only know that like you were just like hanging out late night in August, speedrunning Mario, uh, Alex comes in the chat, he adds everybody in his Discord server, but then everybody's like enjoying it because like they're Nintendo fans. They're speedrunning fans, probably too, because who's yeah. not a fan of speedrunning Mario 64? <laughs> um, and I credit Alex a lot, as you mentioned, for like not being embarrassed of collecting things, like mm-hmm. having a gaming room. Because I feel like uh, when I was in high school from like 2013 to 2017, I was big into wrestling and Nintendo, <laughs> but like I wouldn't show it in my room because I didn't want to go to school the next day and kind of like go like, oh, this kid over here watches wrestling, like. That's so lame. Nowadays, the more you express about yourself with like Nintendo pop culture, everybody like relates and connects to you more. Um, so I credit as like as well you do, Alex, a lot for that. Um, so that's amazing, man. Like mm-hmm. congratulations, first off. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's coming up on like three years of that, which is crazy. Okay. Yeah, that was 2020, August, August wow. 6th, I believe. So that's three years since that happened, which is just crazy to think about i thought was, years ago of... was like 2018 oh my god exactly yeah. i i know oh. it... please <laughs> yeah it's, i don't know what's going on time's moving oh, too fast man. but yeah that was um what three that was three years from the stream right from the um yeah that's crazy that's weird um and kind of like speaking on like super mario 64 i mean that was one of my first nintendo games um mm-hmm. that i played honestly um, my first one actually being uh, Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo. That's oh, like yeah. one of yes. my favorite games of all time. Um, kind of going back to you and how where you kind of started with your career with like Nintendo. Is there like um, a first like Nintendo game that introduced you to all the other ones that you kind of like remember? Um, I remember like being at my aunt's house. I was out of forget. I was in the like range of like three or something around that age. Um, and her, like, I think my cousin had, my cousin had like a pink DS, like DS yeah. Lite and had new Super Mario Bros on there. Um, cause I was, I was born in 2004. So I was like that kind of when the DS first was a thing. Yeah. So yeah. I, um, I remember like my aunt vividly saying, like saying the name Mario or something, Luigi. Cause I think my, someone, someone, I forget who was playing the card game on that, um, the card, Luigi card game, mini game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best mini games on there. Oh yeah, for sure. And um, so I I like remember her saying Mario and like Luigi, and I that's the first memory I I can think <laughs> of of just hearing those names and all that. <laughs> and and eventually, um, my mom got got me a GameCube like secondhand or something. The best um, console. Because I, I think the Wii just came out, I believe, around the time. Mm-hmm. So she got a GameCube like secondhand from a friend, and that's where those like four games i had <laughs> there's these like four games that I, the only game two games i had as a kid were um like a like a baseball game like an nhl game and uh winnie the pooh and <laughs> mickey Thanks, mouse right? and, and then the doors journey to the pearl planet yeah best Triple game a titles <laughs> yeah so those those are the only games i ever had <laughs> as a kid on the gamecube um but i I would go over to my aunt's house and stuff and play like the DS a lot. And mm-hmm. um, eventually I got my own and I got new, I think I got Super Mario 64 DS, I believe first, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And uh, eventually got new Super Mario Bros. I think there's actually a video. Like I, I put it in a video somewhere too of, um of me and like a Christmas video of me, me opening that game in like 2010 or something. I forget. Uh, and I was like freaking out. I was super excited to have the, the game finally. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that that New Super Mario Bros. I've said for like years. That's like that game is probably the most like nostalgic game for me because that was one of the first Mario games I ever played. 
and I played yeah. the most. Did you play um, the Wii one quite a bit or no? Just the DS. Oh yeah, no. When the Wii one came, I think the the day I found out the Wii one existed, yeah. I, I my mom picked it up for me. I was like, Mom, oh, you gotta yeah. get this. You gotta was, get this game. I need I really, this. I, I, I need this game so much. It's actually ridiculous. Dude, I yeah, heard me we, and my brothers just going crazy for it. Yeah, me and my me and my like my dad, and my brother would would play that all the time, and he'd constant. Actually, he he's played Mario Kart Wii with us a lot too, and he used oh, yeah. to. He used to just call everyone cheaters if they if he was <laughs> <laughs> if, if he wasn't losing everyone was a cheater. Um, oh, of course, the parenting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, those are like my first like I can remember experiences with, with like Nintendo. I think I got the Wii like 2010 actually. I believe. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's also a video of me getting the Wii. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that was which was fun. <laughs> that was a fun day. Hmm. Um, I think I got like. Diego that day too. I I don't know nice. what I don't know what with me getting new consoles and getting just like Dora and like Diego and like <laughs> this stuff, but it happens. Um, so <sighs> yeah, that's how I kind of got started biggest, with it. Biggest Dora game fan. Oh, <laughs> I am. I only have one, but I am. <laughs> I'm actually I'm, right here. I really I there I found out recently. There's a there's like a sequel to Purple Planet called dora saves the mermaids it has like a similar a similar a similar game engine and everything like it like i I looked at it i was like this is like a sequel this is this this looks the same and like i never knew about it and it was only like ps2 and like ds i believe and like it wasn't on gamecube but still the the fact that like another one exists out there i had no idea about it just i've wanted i've kind of thought about making a video about it but i don't i don't know how it would I don't know. It, it, I just want to like see it. I want to like play it sometime. It's yeah. right there for you. <laughs> yeah. <It's> just... <laughs> and I, I want to find the PS2 version of Pro Planet. Like I've seen it, but like I I don't have a PS2, so I I kind of feel like I'm just like I just have this now. But, like, what do I do with it? Yeah. So like oh, yeah. I've been kind of hold. I found it, but I've been kind of holding off. So maybe one day I'll come. Just say, just to say that I have every version of the game. I didn't involved. even know they released it on multiple. Yeah. Like no, it was GameCube and PS2. Yeah. Oh, wild. Yeah. That's actually. And there's crazy. actually like a there's actually like a flash there was like a flash game, on like Nickel Nick Junior like the website too. <laughs> like I remember playing a lot as a kid. There's oh. a flash. There's a flash game. I think Dora's Space Adventure thing was called, but it had like the the same characters you. and like stuff in it and like. So yeah. Biggest Dora game fan. Oh yeah. Right here, he, right knows, here. he knows where to find them all. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I uh, I don't know if we're gonna touch on this at some point at all, but I, so I want to kind of get it out of the way really quick. I I noticed the Skylanders content. I oh I just, gotta, I just gotta like touch on the fact like when I remember when Skylanders came out, that was wild to like little me, like <laughs> the concept. And then we got like amiibos now, so it doesn't even like it's not even that crazy, but like yeah. little like collection toys. Um, and then, like, them popping into the game. I just, I never mm. really met anyone who's ever talked about Skylanders. <laughs> it's just, like, this, yeah. like, enigma in my childhood. <laughs> I got, like, really into Skylanders. Well, I, I, I've never finished a Skylanders game, even though I have them really? all. <laughs> but I play them, and I have a bunch of figures, and I was really <laughs> into it. I used to watch this channel back in the day called, like, Skylander Boy and Girl. A lot. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're like they actually they have like they still make content. They like they're like a family vlog channel now. Oh, okay. But like, yeah. So I used to watch a lot of Skylanders content and stuff. And actually, Jay Matthew is a huge Skylanders fan. He yes, he is. Yes, he, uh, he, is. he has like he has a whole shelf of them still. Like, it's insane. Um. So like if like to, if you want to talk about Skylanders, he's mainly the guy to go to. Like he. Sure. Like he he knows a lot more about it than I do. He's like played all the games, like he he's crazy about it. That's cool. Down the line, there's gonna be a conversation here between Jay Matthew, Nathan, Will, and I, and we're just gonna get into the absolute lore of Skylanders. <laughs> Skylanders? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I know we're gonna move on. I just is Spyro even in the games anymore? Do you remember when like the first they, one came out and he was like the like main? Yeah, like, I think the they. 
they made it with the intention of making a new Spyro game. Like, yeah, it's really weird. I think like Toys for Bob were given the task to make the new Spyro game, and they made Skylanders. So it'd be so interesting to dive into like what happened. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, they like like, get that out of the way. They like made like they had Spyro in it, and then slowly you could tell they were just fading away, and to the point where Spyro wasn't even like they didn't even make a new figure of him. They just he wasn't a part of the game anymore. Oh, weird. Yeah. And then they put Bowser and Donkey Kong. And then they, yeah, and forget about Spyro. <laughs> <laughs> New Donkey Kong game now. <laughs> With everybody you've already mentioned, like especially Jay Matthew, I would say all of you guys have such like a unique ability to make like like shovelware game videos like be such like an occasion. Like you want to attend that YouTube premiere because your guys is like comedic time and is so on point the script you guys have to like make the audience follow along the throwbacks to your old videos that like necessarily nobody needs to go watch them but you kind of like reference and highlight it in today's videos to go like oh i'm caught up like this will all make sense to me you guys have such like a flawless uh set of skills to make your production like top tier uh whether it's bringing the audience to pick up a game before unboxing it or it's bringing them in the rocket ship, as I mentioned at the beginning, for the journey of the Purple Planet. The execution is presented so great. Talk to us about what goes into creating these different types of videos. Though. Is there like a different approach depending on the theme? Sometimes it's kind of like, like I just kind of think, like I just come up with a bunch of ideas. Like I usually write them down. Some don't even get made. Just a bunch of like ideas in a list of stuff that I like would like to do eventually. And I just kind of pick and choose when I want to do this and like, so for like main like just normal like just say this, I made a video about like Nintendo mobile games one time that was more like a just a regular type video like there's a bit of skit in there but it's also just just a lot of me talking about games um but then so I, then I try to save like like a lot of skit stuff for like these bigger videos which I kind of think out like think about for like a a while before I to actually start making them i really think it out and just want to make this like the like purple planet like i had that idea like for so long like i think when i started making the scripted videos i'm like i want to make a video of purple planet had no idea it was gonna be like a 53 minute movie but <laughs> i i just kind of was like i think that'll be interesting for like a big like a big video like i think some stuff are, could be saved just these smaller videos like certain topics but i think, think there's a few that are just like this will work be really funny if it was like a, just this massive video about just whatever like purple planet it uh it creates like such like a like a niche for that yeah. kind of stuff uh because i remember this was uh, we're gonna get into it of course in a little bit here but i remember the first video that we uh discovered from you was the super mario galaxy video and yeah. like yes it's it's a it has to go without being said scott the waz was probably the first comparison i made <laughs> because it it, it was just there like as i mentioned like the comedic time in the presentation but then like you put together journey to the purple planet and it's like holy shit this guy has come to play with like the production (laughs) you could have you could have just crapped on the game for 20 minutes oh yeah you made you made that thing seem like it was mario odyssey 2 like you 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 broke down that game oh yeah This that, yeah. is a no-brainer, though. Is there a type of video that you enjoy creating the most, whether it be an unboxing, um, like an essay or something? Is there one that you're like, I want to create this more than I create the other ones? I think I, I definitely like the scripted stuff a lot. And even though I don't get to do it a lot, like um, the big specials are definitely, f- even though they're tiring, they're fun to do because I get a bunch of my friends together and we just goof around. Like I have this like full, this folder, just clips from like just Pearl Planet, just say Pearl Planet, like this folder of clips of just bloopers and just takes of just us <laughs> laughing. And this, it's a really fun time um, filming those because I just, the, the, these lines, the, like the lines and stuff I write just don't make sense sometimes, but it just, it's just that's that's what makes it funny. That's what makes it. That's what makes of, it great. That's what makes it great. And like, it's just fun getting like th- those big videos, just putting them together, like getting reaching out to people to be in it, and reaching out to people to make art and like people just to and like make music or like whatever I need to do. Like, it's just really fun. I, I really like doing those a lot. Um, that's kind of why I I kind of even with unboxings, I try to put a spin on it and try to have like a like a skit type thing so it's like just not me opening a game for like yeah. 10 minutes and I'm, I'm done 
like for the newest Zelda um, Tears of the Kingdom video, since it was my first video back, I wanted, especially then I wanted to have something. It wasn't just, hey, I'm back. Here's Zelda. Bye. Um, so I, I made this, I, I wanted to go out in the woods and be, pretend like I've been sleeping here for like 11 months. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That's I even doing. like, I even like put like, I had, <laughs> cause I shaved, I don't know why I shaved like, bef- like recent, like before then. And I wish I didn't cause I wanted to have that like scruff hibernation like beard. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I like to, <laughs> I took like a, like face paint, I believe, and just rubbed it in just, I don't. It, I don't even. It might have looked convincing. It kind of looked like I just like. Let's see. Had dust on my face, but I mean, it can. It kind of worked. It, 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 it was like I had this long wig on with like black, like just dust on my oh, face with this yeah. link hat on. I look. <laughs> hey, it, it looks. It looks pretty gruff. I would. Uh, I yeah. If I saw someone like that, I'd be like, oh, he must have been sleeping out there for eleven. Yeah. Minutes. Yeah, and like I even, <laughs> even then, even just coming back, like I put references to like. I love doing references. That's the thing I love doing in these. Yeah. I love calling back to something I did before. Um, and like reoccurring jokes. I love doing that kind of stuff. I, I think it's really interesting. And like, just like if you just hear it, like, oh, just weird joke. doesn't make any sense. But people who like watched would think back to like, oh, I remember that from a different video. Yes. Neat. Like with the, with the, um, with that Zelda video that, mm-hmm. um, the, um, Tears of the Kingdom unboxing. I the whole intro kind of was a reference to my, my video I made about Ocarina of Time a couple years ago. Oh, uh, I had Navi in there, um, mm-hmm. and like I just say like not you again, and like just kind of referencing that I've seen this character before at some point. Yeah, um, ah, I see. Yeah, yeah, and like had like this Triforce sign I made for that video. I kind of brought it back to symbolize like oh, this is the same location. This is kind of. This is referencing that if you if, if like people have watched that they kind of see um what it's referencing which is kind of cool I, I love storytelling yeah like exactly <laughs> very cool and yeah like any anyone can like open a box basically and show yeah something to it's someone. been done so many times yeah. but everyone so it's really cool to like do something else you know I do a little I, bit more i started doing that like i used to again alex cnd did sony unboxing videos so like back in like mm-hmm. 2017 when i got odyssey i i unboxed that and um just kind of in the just just i just really unboxed it didn't really know what to do <laughs> i just kind of filmed it and uploaded it and then i made like super mario maker 2 i think that was the next one but then 2020 i started really getting consistent getting games on launch and like having in like a actual income like just money to actually get these yeah. i um i went and went and got animal crossing that animal crossing i think that's probably I think about that a lot because that was the first time I ever waited in a line for something because it was at the beginning of COVID. Yep. So like I pull up to like EB games at the time and there's just a line. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> this is interesting. This and is, it was kind of cool. Cause I, I never, I, I've always, I watched like Alex's videos in New York and like people waiting online for games and stuff. And I, I, I've always wanted to do that. And now I'm just kind of semi doing that, which was kind of cool. I think even someone recognized me there. It was kind of, kind of, kind of weird. That's awesome. That must be okay. so weird. It was like, like some, yeah. it was some guy that was like friends <laughs> with a friend or something. But still, like he can't. I'm, I'm standing in line there, and I just hear Nathan. I'm like, oh, hey, I don't know you. Hey, like, <laughs> what's going on? Um, it was cool. We kind of went talking a bit, and like, it was kind of. I had like a number to go in and get the game, and I was filming the whole thing, and like, and then at the end, I decided to do just this skit. Of like, I told my brother just to tape like Tom Nook face on like his face, and come in and I <laughs> killed Tom Nook and that was like one of the first bits of like kind of story, uh, heavily kind of thing, just kind of the skit thing, just this kind of lore because I do reference it sometimes, um, from time to time. Like but uh, yeah, I just decided to throw this random skit of me killing Tom Nook and then just at the end just make it a bit interesting and then I kind of. That year, I kind of kept going with that. And Paper Mario, I made this whole skit with me turning into paper, uh, a, a paper Nathan, and I, I drew it out myself and, and stuff just to have this paper me. I thought it'd be kind of interesting. I had this whole like opening, like curtain thing, like the original Paper Mario game I had this like cutscene of like a curtain opening and this like kind of story being told. So I kind of did that as well. Wow. I just I like I just like making it interesting and people and I've I've heard that people have told me like wow this is like an unboxing but it's actually like 
had you have actually putting stuff in this that's interesting and not making it just all agreeance. All yeah. agreeance. Exactly. Yeah. It's, like. Uh... So whenever I get the chance to do that, I like doing that. And like, may, I've missed a few, but mainly every unboxing, I've tried to put something in there that's kind of unique and stuff. Yeah, for sure. This uh, Nathan guy's been through a lot, eh? <laughs> murder. <laughs> uh, Killing Tom Nook. Yeah. <laughs> Turning into paper. Sleeping outside for 11 months. It's brutal, yeah, it's man. A lot more. Lost an appendix twice. For once. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> put it back in. Yeah, I think in that Galaxy video when Luma, Luma like goes like like goes into me or something i don't know what it, <laughs> i don't know i don't know how to describe that because however what you say it, it just sounds really really bad yeah. um, sure does. um but um, like i, I jo- ever since then i kind of mentioned like oh i lost an appendix and like i just that thing's just just random like body parts and like oh appendix will sound funny so i um so i just joked around then saying i like lost my appendix and i had to get a new one and <laughs> You yeah, don't want a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um, kind of, kind of going from the Tears of the Kingdom video. I didn't know this, but if, but the music in these videos, like the Tears of the Kingdom, the Purple Planet, um, Snow wasn't on my wish list. All these videos have your own music in them, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna actually just ask, like where like when in the process of making the video does the music come in is it something that you're just like doing because you find it like enjoyable and then you just add it to the video or is it like with a specific video in mind you make the music i just um curious well i try to do it for like the specials mainly because i think it just adds that kind of specialness to it just not having just game music this is like original music that like that has been made for this video and it's my own like i think that that's kind of cool i've always been like I've, i've been playing like I think I was at start piano lessons when I was like three. Oh, so like I've been like music has been a big part of my life since I was at a young age. So I I, I kind of like like the idea of getting to do it for videos a lot. I, I really like that. So with the Tears of Kingdom unboxing, I was like, this is my first video back. I kind of want to make it interesting, and like so that whole just this whole opening skit is just my own stuff. This is like I made this, and I just think it's kind of cool. To have like our own like original music or something, like I think I recorded some of that. I I planned to make the, I planned like a year ago. I wanted to make this Breath of the Wild video because uh, I infamously didn't finish like haven't finished that game in a while. I, I finished it up to, for Tears of the Kingdom, but before then I like was gonna make this big video of me finally finishing it and like talking about it. But um, it just got a lot of stuff happened in the past year and I just wasn't able to do it. So I had this like kind of like music started for that that I wanted to use. It was going to be like a special big video. Um, and I kind of was like, hey, I can use this for this, for this video. Now I'll, I'll repurpose it a bit. So I kind of just took, I have, I, I, uh, there's like a, like a light motif that I kind of use in my videos, um, from a game called like Gradius three. There's a, there's a game. There's a, there's a song from that game, which I've kind of adopted as my like channel theme. It's at my end card. And like, everything so whenever i i love doing that too whenever i get the chance to use that like light motif i try to do it because i think it just makes it more unique and more original as well um so i kind of had like a piano sounding breath of the wild version of that um so i kind of added on to it and then had that for the video and then i was like wait i kind of want to do more now for this because i so i was so i just sat down and i was like i don't know what to do so i then i just heard like zelda's lullaby and i was like wait could this work with the song with my with my like gradient with gradius so i put it out i was like this fits really well i kind of like this so i did it out and like use it in the video wow but yeah i just love i love making music for videos i like like i think it just makes it like a whole lot more unique and like this is a video game video but now there's a song in it that i made like and 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 snow wasn't on my wish list i I wrote two like actual like lyrical songs for that, huh. um, which was fun. I um, what I try to do when writing music for videos is I kind of, especially those lyrical ones, I try to base it off like a song that I know. Um, there is, I think, there's a song in there in in that Christmas video that was based off "Hold the Line" by Toto. Um, yeah, it's a great song. Oh, yeah, I, I I use that as like a basis for like the, there's a song called "What Do I Choose" in that video, 
Um, and I kind of like, well, I like this, had that, that kind of sound of the song. I was like, this is, this will fit nice. So I kind of had like, what I really, what I do for like music, uh, in the videos is I don't have like any lyrics in mind at all. At first, I don't have an idea where this is going to fit in the video. I sometimes don't even know what the video is going to be about. I just kind of have this song idea that pops in my head and I just kind of play it out. I'm like, this sounds kind of cool. And then once I get to the video process and start making it and fit it in, then I add the lyrics in and try to work it into the what's going on in the video. At that point in the video, I was like confused of what to put on like a wish list and I didn't know what to choose. So I made the whole song about figuring out what what do I choose? What, what do I write down for this wish list? Yes. So I kind of try to fit it into the video and make it like a part of the story and like what's going on. I first did that with they were packed in in the uh, in packing Christmas. That was the first time I ever made like music for a video. Because again, with with Scott did that a lot, and that really inspired me to like want to have music in videos. I thought that would be interesting. So I, so I actually I had a friend who had like had like a studio for just just for this that video. The rest I've done at home myself. But I it was kind of cool being in like a studio actually recording this stuff and like. It was really cool. So ever since then, I was like, I really want to continue like doing that. I really want to keep making music for the, these, these like videos, especially the big ones. I think they, that that's when it fits the best. I also lo- love getting other people to help with some stuff because I it was mainly because I was, I was in for snow wasn't on my, um, snow was on my wish list. I kind of asked Nintendo James actually to help with some music stuff because he does a lot of music stuff too. So I was like, can you help me with some of this stuff? Can you can you maybe he made like the end card theme for that just to take some time off my hands because i it was like a rush with that video kind of i had i i like delayed a video like a lot and then i had to make like this christmas video in like two weeks so i had to that's really it i just i just really like the idea of like having music in videos i uh i really like the team you're mentioning here just like creators helping creators like nintendo james especially intoxication by the time this podcast uh drops is now available for everyone to watch I am so excited to watch it. I know it sounds weird. Like I've yeah, seen it. Ahead, I've seen You've it. Seen it's it. good. It's good. I love it. I I am so ready for it. Um, but I bet the FTI community, especially people who consistently listen to the In Your Studio podcast, they've been waiting the whole time for me to say this next word: versatile. But your versatility when it comes to creating a project and always wanted to expand your talents is impeccable i think and i think will would agree it truly says a lot about the creator when they blueprint the idea create the idea edit compose the music photoshop the thumbnail and network with others just to make sure everything is presented as a full package as a whole though and not only really being in the realm of youtube where do you want all these talents to take you? If not, what path have your talents put you on? I've always been like interested in like video production, like filmy kind of stuff. I think this is this is like doing YouTube has been like good for that and has been a big help. It's helped me like like I work at like a news station, which is oh, really cool. Okay. And that, that kind of just because from doing YouTube that led me to like this kind of video production kind of thing. Um wow. yeah. So that so that so it's kinda kinda already started to to help me with like future career stuff um but no i I think it's it's really helped me just kind of figure out like what i want to do and stuff because i i just i really enjoy doing like video stuff and like i want to continue doing that in some way especially if like uh like what you learn from youtube like editing videos like Mm -hmm. how to network with creators i i tell everybody that like you you always figure out what you're good at because it's a passion and something you enjoy doing every day and then you like you make it your day to day life, whether it be your career or your hobby, you'll just excel mm-hmm. at it. Um, segueing that into kind of the next block here, the FTI community and the Nathan 709 in the little cold open we had there for you. I mentioned how we credit you so much for opening the doors, but it predates that, too, because of our mutual friend, Liam. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A, a little bit of breaking the fourth wall, which I don't even think that Dylan uh, will knew this. Sorry, Dylan, young Phil, is Liam's cousin, and Liam introduced us to Nathan. And so, like the connections there, man, they're baffling. Yeah, they're like absolutely so crazy. I still remember to this day reaching out to you on Discord 
and your excitement to be in a newsletter made me so excited because it was <laughs> newsletter i want to say 61 it was i remember it was april 2nd season april 2nd oh 2021 i believe april 2nd no yes april 2nd 2021 i remember that that is crazy like here i am struggling to remember like the newsletter number you know the date yeah i would I remember that say date. that like with you introducing us to jay matthew to nintendo james to ld to n10 like there's ventus there's so many people that like i have probably just like went past and not even named here but the ability to not only get to know each other but like get to see what each other are doing man i credit you so much what do you remember about your beginnings of being a part of the fbi community also just like leading up till today i i remember seeing like liam like promote it a couple times beforehand i was before i was in it so like when you dm me that day i was like oh i know who this guy is i've seen I've seen this before. Like I, I, I know kind of an idea of what they do. So I thought it was really cool that like you wanted me to be a part of this, which was cool. So like I remember those like first that that like first newsletter and stuff. I thought it was like really cool that like because that no one has really like asked me to like no one's really promoted me in that kind of way before. Yeah, like, I've been, people have like shared my stuff around and and all that, but no one's really like promoted it in like a newsletter or like something like this, which was, so that, that like was really cool. I, uh, what I think happened so fast and was so awesome relating to the purple planet video was you and I were actually able to commemorate that the occasion with merchandise. Yeah. And that was such an experience for me, man. Like that was such an awesome time. I remember I picked up Photoshop again more so going outside like the FTI newsletter template. Uh, and then we we commemorated the journey to the Purple Planet. Eero bought the sticker. I know LD bought the shirt and he wears it to this day still. Yeah. But for you to tr- for you to trust your baby at the time of the project <laughs> with like FTI and like being able to make a t-shirt, man, that was awesome. Yeah, no, you guys helped a lot with like that, like promoting that video and getting it out there. So like I felt comfortable with uh giving that to you let's go that was awesome um kind of on the same vein of like with the community and like supporting each other um something that we always like always like to talk about whenever we have someone on here is talking about collaborating and stuff like that um basically kind of um whether it be like having going to other club other creators sorry that are outside of what you do or the ones that are like relatively close to kind of what you're um kind of producing yourself um, there's quite quite a bit big variety that you can kind of look through when it comes to like mm-hmm. actually collaborating with someone how do you kind of treat that collaboration do you treat it as like like the same way you treat like let's say a big project you're working on or is it something that's more like a side thing to what you're doing well i, I kind of treat it like a bit bigger than a normal video i think really? like having someone else with it in the video is like interesting and i try to work with that person to like together and mm-hmm. um to come to come up with the ideas so it's just not my video with someone else in it just there's our video together uh that we both like put input and like put our own like jokes and everything into um so it's just like our, our own like just both of our videos not just a nathan video and uh just a j matthew video it's like it's like ours together, together. yeah yeah it's your video our exactly. video oh yeah yeah uh, take out the why yeah. <laughs> um in in the kind of the past collaborations you have had is there specific ones that you kind of look back on or like even if it's just because of how fun it was or that you like learned something new um the only time i've really the only time i've really done a collab with like this style of video was um i did one with jack division um mm. back in like 2020 when i first started doing this and when i first met him we did a video about the donkey kong country um tv show great um, show the really... top five <laughs> <laughs> so we like we like that was the first time i ever collaborated with like writing together with someone so it was definitely like a learning experience and like we went we hopped in the call it was like 2 a.m in the morning probably like early than that but like it was like early early in the morning <laughs> just watching we watched a bit of the show 
and just were just amazed at how amazing it was. <laughs> just <laughs> that how hesitation. great the yeah. animation that uh, show was. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. So we kind of just like watched the show, and then each picked an episode to write about um, a bit, and like we just kind of gave each other ideas and like put input into it, and like worked on it like together and like we usually go on a call and like work on it and stuff um but uh, yeah that was kind of my first experience with the collab i definitely want to do more i haven't been able to do a whole lot we i definitely had talks with people about some but we just it hasn't really gotten a whole like anywhere really um Mm -hmm. but definitely want to do more because they're really fun to do um staying on the topic of collaborating actually something that you've been doing that's ongoing is the tipping stars podcast alongside a variety of hosts i know every time i would uh hover over and check one out there's always someone new uh at the table whether it's jay matthew nintendo james monado max uh nindude in a rotating lineup of others uh the focus for everyone who's interested is i want to say nintendo pop culture video games and honestly whatever is on your guys' agenda that week each of you guys bring your own charm and personality to the podcast of course uh, so talk to us a little bit about the Tipping Stars podcast before we wrap this up, um, especially with there being kind of like a variety of co-hosts and guests. Yeah, uh, we like a bunch of us have been friends for like a while. I think I met Jack in, back in 2020 and then a bunch of people have come and gone in the group for a bit. And then we just decided we wanted to like make a group or something. But we were like, there's so many groups out there already. We just want wanted, We just want to do something still with this group. We want to do something together online mm-hmm. so we just ha- came up with the idea i think it was i'll give credit jay matthew came up with the idea i think of um a podcast and we all loved it so i think this is around like november 2021 we had like the idea we're gonna do a podcast we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take this we're gonna, we need to plan this out and like and just do it so we yes. spent like that like half a year like getting art ready getting like um like ha- figure out the, for- down. the structure, the format, how we're gonna do it, how what we're gonna talk about, all like the design, the whole thing, and like actually, I without I, I might have told maybe some of them I I forget, but kind of out of nowhere I was like, I think it'd be cool if this like had a theme song, if we had like a song for the podcast because uh, James went ahead and and we we made like an intro, I think I, I made the intro and like James made a little like jingle for it, so I took that jingle and made a whole song for the the podcast and had this little like chip tune kind of sounding thing to yes. it and just made it and just showed it to them and they loved it so we used it in the podcast and that's kind of like the thing of it so we we had did a lot of this just a lot of planning and just making sure this is like right and we when we start this we need to like make sure this is going to be like going to work well so uh yeah we've been having a fun time with it it's been really fun to to do because it's just an interesting type of format that we, not a lot of us have really done before. I've tried to start podcasts before on on like in like 2018 and I got like one episode in and <laughs> that was it. It was it was the podcast 709. How, that how yeah, name name. I wonder I wonder whose podcast that is. Yeah, I actually I wanted to bring that back like into like 2020. I was like hmm. I, I was like. I asked Jack like if he wanted to be like a co-host with me or something like we can just do this on our own, but that didn't really go anywhere. And then we tipping stars came about and we did all that bunch of us. What you need to do is work with the guy, wait till you go on lunch with them at the same time, and say, "Hey, Will, uh, I have this idea for a podcast." (laughs) Yeah, that's how you do it. So what you do um, is you spend every day. I, and that's what I mean, right? <laughs> that's the we get we have, man. Like, <laughs> am I wrong? No. Um, I feel like when Tipping Stars was announced, like, I don't know if this word is like being dramatic, but it's honestly the only word I could think of. It's like the multiverse of the communities we share. Like, people who watch Jay Matthew are like, oh my God, there's a podcast with Jay Matthew. And like, all of you guys joining together. I feel like just off the ground, it was lifted so high. I know that first session was well received. I want to say like the first week. Mm. Um, And it's amazing to see like there's been episodes to this date still. And you guys remain like as close as ever, especially like 
hyping each other up in the comments section with like video ideas i'm sure like the group conversations you guys have on discord is always like motivating what what should we do now like where is this going to mm-hmm. go now um looking back on everything you are a supremely talented creator my friend and the world is truly yours because when you put your mind to something man you've achieved everything whether it's the music you create for the videos whether it's making videos on a shovelware door game that we've discovered there's a sequel on the playstation <laughs> whether it's putting your youtube talents to work at a new station you've proven that with your track record that everything you do has purpose has a rhyme and a reason and i can't wait to recap this and say a year from now five years from yeah. now to see how much different of a creator you are um but when it comes to the FTI community more so want to discover you more in depth where can they find you so I do, well, obviously, YouTube, the Nathan Sermon is the main place you can see what I do. That's what I put my all my focus on. Um, but you can find me on Twitter and uh, on Discord. I have a Discord server. That's the easy way to like contact me, Twitter or Discord. Um, again, Tipping Stars, huge thing I'm a part of. Um, if you want to listen to any of the music I made for videos, I have a SoundCloud account, which I usually put them on like immediately after the videos come out. I put it all up. There's like a playlist of like everything I've made for YouTube in there or everything that has been made uh, by me or anyone. Um, And uh, yeah, that's really where you can find me. If you're not familiar with the Nathan 709 or this conversation has not made you want to go check him out. I don't know what else to say. Such a great time. Um, Nathan, my friend, thank you for joining us once again. Uh, especially very last minute joining us together. FTI community, yeah. in the description of this podcast, you will find the links to not only Nathan's stuff, but the Tip and Stars podcast. That being said, I hope everybody has a great day.